0: And he is there anything this man can't do? And there's the only goal, Sabini with it. After eleven years, once again Milan on the champions of Italy. Ciao ragazzi, and welcome to another edition of Serie A Sit Down World Football Indexes podcast for your culture to go. I'm Frank Crivello. And he's father again, Richard Carmen. <laughs> How good do the babet, you, should, yeah. you should. You should. Why not? Uh, congratulations to you and your good wife on, uh, on 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 uh, on on child number two, man.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. That must be coffee. That's got to be coffee.
1: It is coffee. Um, <laughs> I don't get any sleep these days. <laughs> I forget what it's like. Hence, right. while we did the. Uh, Inter Roma preview at 5 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday morning. That's because I'm all at all different hours now.
0: I even looked at that. I was like, damn, you did that early. <laughs> <laughs> when did you, when I was like trying to look, I went back and I looked like, damn, when, when is he sneaking this thing in? So,
1: <laughs> oh man, good for and, you. And for, and for the, for the chat, um, podcast times will not change. We're just adding extra videos and streams at the odd hours. So podcasts will still remain the same time. So
0: yeah, Richard will be. Uh, yeah, Richard will be in between sleep uh, and uh, just having an idea for a video, and just going to jump on and do the video. Yep. So
1: pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: uh,
1: man,
0: good. Uh, otherwise, I'm good. Otherwise what, I'm was good. The, what was the question from Dominic? Uh,
1: podcast will the podcast times change? Oh yes. Popular. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. So. Um no we we're we're still trying to be in the Sunday eight thirty p.m. Eastern yeah uh, slot. Um, hopefully you raise that child to be a Milan fan. Yes, I will do better uh, than you. Yes, <laughs> you know what? Hopefully that, that he watches and takes an interest. I'll I'll yes. take the, I'll take it. Exactly so,
1: exactly. I'll so. take
0: it. I, you know, right. and right now it's fun. I can pound on him because you know we, Milan won the title last year, and that's right. And Milan's ahead in the table this year, so. Although he's kind of fired up after how Juve performed today. And mm. we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into everything that happened uh, and uh, has yet to happen. Because I believe we have a Monday game, if I'm not mistaken. We have Udinese. And Hellas. And Hellas Verona. Yeah. Um, and I believe Udinese is traveling to Hellas Verona for that? Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, h- how are things otherwise?
1: Things are good. Uh, cannot complain. A lot, watching lots of football. Obviously, I got a lot of time in my hands now. Um, so things are good. And um, also, shout out to uh, Maria Caputi, the first female referee to head a game in the Sassuolo yes. game early today. So uh, congrats to her as well. So yeah, and things she did, are good with and,
0: me. And she did a fine job too. Yep. Yeah. So absolutely. So that's uh, that. That is that is progress. Uh, that is progress that uh, that we hope to see more of here in the future. So. Beats the uh, – definitely was better than – anyone could have been better than the referee in my son's game yesterday. Um,
1: <laughs> was he, Lee that one?
0: <laughs> no. We had a guy, an older guy, believe it or not, that didn't understand that corner kicks exist. Like if the ball goes out over the end line, last touch by the defense, it should be a corner kick. And three times my son's team should have had a corner kick. It was a goal kick. Even the other team's coach – Tried to tell the referee it's a corner kick, and the referee yelled at him and said, "No, it's a goal kick." So we had that going on. Um,
1: you guys need VAR.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's in the in the clubs or the state uh, associations budget <laughs> to implement that. Uh, so I mean, hard enough to get referees as it is. Uh, yeah. You know, so you want to make sure. It was interesting because I talked to the coach. I talked to the coach about it today because they had another game. They had another game uh, today, and I talked to the coach. and I said, "What'd you say to him at halftime?" He said, "He i said, 'I'm not trying to be mad at you. I'm not mad. You know, I'm not mad at you. I don't. You know, I don't disapprove of you know.'" It's, he's like, "I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to communicate with you." I said, "I know the coach. The co- you know, I know the coach of the other team he was trying to go through that whole spiel. Was trying to you know make sure." But that was. 42 years of being involved in this game, since I started playing at five years old, at the age of five, I've never seen a referee not understand that corner kicks exist. <laughs> so that was that was hard to it. That was a that was a difficult adjustment.
1: Oh, my gosh. I imagine. I imagine. So,
0: um, but alas, here we are. Um, and uh, it's, you know, other than that, things are good. Kids are enjoying their soccer right now, and uh you know, it's why I can't get a Calcio connection. <laughs> Jerry Mancini keeps that. I don't think I remember that episode when you guested with them, and I wasn't invited, and I was like, geez, thanks for the invite, guys. <laughs> and Jerry, Jerry's like, I'm sick of asking Frank on the show. Yeah. He, he's he can never make it. His kids are always in soccer. And then Alex is like, "Well, invite him next week." And I was in the chat, and I said, "My kids
1: have soccer <laughs> next week." <laughs> oh, so. uh, sad, sad but true. You do. Your kids are always playing soccer, so that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Growing the they, academy.
0: Uh, keep them moving. Keeps them. Keeps them from being. Keeps them from being in the house, destroying the house. So. That's right. Anyway, so uh, you know, we're going to get into this. We're, we're going to get into everything that happened here in match week eight, as we said. Uh, but we do need to touch on Italy. Uh, you know, let's let's discuss that one first. Um, they beat England uh, 1-0 uh, at home in Milan. And then they follow that up by winning at, a, at Hungary, a Hungary that beat Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Italy wins that 2-0 to win a very difficult group in the Nations League uh, and qualify for the semifinals with Croatia, Spain, and the Netherlands uh which that'll be that'll be a very intriguing semifinal, no doubt yeah. um, so let me start with this question here because I think that there's you know I felt like the calcio twitter uh ranks and maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to it. I think it was like almost like an, a, a subdued celebration. Like it was, oh, you can go and do that, but you can't qualify for the World Cup. Did you? Did you feel that way? I, you know, because I, I would celebrate this. This is, you know, and I'll get into my reasons why. But I want to get your your feeling about Italy here. Uh, you know, winning this group, winning this very competitive group, and qualifying for the semifinals of the Nations
1: League. I did get that feeling, um, and I can see why because it appears that. When the games don't matter, the friendlies, the, the 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 competitive friendlies, the Azuri do well. And then when it's actually time when it matters to play in the prestigious tournament, which is the World Cup, they shit the bed. And it's infuriating because you see well, you see what they did at the Euros. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the Nation Leagues, they do well. And you're like, okay, where is this for the World Cup? We missed two World Cups now. It's ridiculous what's going on here. And um. It's it's mind-boggling. It, it, I get it. I agree with you. It should be celebrated because they're in a final. I mean, imagine if they win the Nations League, right? Let's just play devil's advocate. If they win win the Nations League, the hysteria is going to be, oh, you can win the Nations League, but you can't qualify the World Cup, right? And, sure. and the teams are going to beat possibly are great teams that will all be contending for the World Cup. So, um, yeah, it's it's a funny dynamic, I guess, with the, with the, with the Nations League, and I agree celebrate the victory because they beat Hungary, who was very good, and, and, and uh, beat Germany as well, beat England. Um, so they, they did what they had to do, won the group, which who would have thought of that, especially the place where they're at. They look like they might be get relegated, uh, and they come and win the group after after a couple match days. So, uh, yeah, interesting times. Again, didn't make the World Cup, but uh, certainly should be celebrating the, the Nations League victory and going into the, the finals um, with the, the other three teams. So.
2: Well... Okay
0: so here's the, here's the couple of things that that I want to draw attention to here. Um th- th- what ultimately kept them from qualifying for the World Cup? A failure to score goals and a failure to score goals in critical moments, right? Um yeah. you know but let's let's peel the onion back a little bit on that. I mean, what else did Mancini do? you know, throughout the, the, the final stages of World Cup qualifying and then up to the playoff against North Macedonia. Stuck he played the, the same guys. He kept playing the same guys. He kept playing a Nicola Barella who could barely run. He was playing like every three days between club and country yep. for like a yep. year and a half. Yeah, uh, He kept trying to play, play a Ciro, Mobile, Ciro in the hopes that, okay, this time he's really going to do it, you know he you know he kept going back to the same thing over and over and over again you know and it's not that the it's not that Italy were found out it's that they weren't in the kind of they I don't think they were at the fitness levels I don't think that they were at the freshness I don't think that they were at the motivation that they were at at the euros I think that you had a handful of these guys pretty much running on fumes um
1: you see Dominic's point there I think Dominic brings up a good point that maybe he showed too much loyalty to the team that won the Euros right and we talked about this
0: when they didn't qualify it was that it was time to flip this a little bit there's too many guys here playing way too many games and I think it's catching you know it certainly was catching up to him and and so the reason why a, a big reason why I think this needs to be celebrated is when you look at the team that he put out there against England I can't you can't think of a, you can't imagine a worse Italy team. I know. <laughs> for that no. game. I mean, that's a like five the immediate foot two reaction. guys
1: starting at a striker, like Rafa unless Lomodi. unless
0: like, you like played Renokia back there. <laughs> oh, um, you know, but 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 look at it. It was it was different players, and it was a different system three five two. And when I reflect on this, I'm looking at past Italy coaches none of them were willing to adapt Mancini nope. looked at the world cup qualification failure and said, okay, I got to mix this up. Yeah. And I've got to, I've got to tailor to the strengths of what I've got. He maximized Federico DiMarco's talents to a T somebody said, it, and I can't remember who said it on Twitter. It said Federico DiMarco's left foot is a cheat code. Yes, it is. <laughs> I
2: mean, he's it outstanding
0: is. over he the two games. Well, absolutely. You know, Raspadori with the goals. Um, Three-man defense, two capable defenders that you can play on either side of Bonucci so that Bonucci's not part of a two-man center defense where he has to absorb more de- defensive responsibility because, as we've been saying, at this stage in his career, he just isn't the defender no. you know, that he used to be. But, man, he's still got the long ball, doesn't he?
1: He does. And he
0: can still pick one out. A beautiful That beautiful assist to Raspadori in the win over, over, over England. That, had, that was at least a 60-yard pass.
1: Yeah, he's, um, he's always done well at those.
0: Yeah, so f- taking a look at the squad that was available to him and coming up with a system that makes it work, we know damn well Ventura wouldn't do that. No. Um, Conte was stubborn in his 3-5-2 in the Euros, and yet he had success because he probably had a worse Italy to pick from than Mancini ever had, even this group. Yeah, um, Lippi would not not only not change his system, he would not change his players. He remained loyal to the guys that won in 2006 and that blew up in his face in 2010. Um, Prandelli. He, I think he rotated a little bit, but he got him to the final in 2012 in the Euro final, but then 2014, I think his, his approach just got stale with the players. Um, So so for me, it's, I think you got to, I think you got to celebrate this. Okay. You know, yep. to, to win a group that had Germany and England in it. Okay. And a good Hungary. I mean, these, hung the, the, this Hungary side is good. Um, and, uh, and when you can relegate England. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it just kind of, it just kind of sweetens things. Uh, and, and to do it, with a willingness to adapt. We have not seen that from an Italy manager in decades. So, I think, and I think that that's part an part encouraging this whole weekend
1: thing. weekend was that we possibly found a striker who is not Immobile or Belotti in Raspadori. He's a little guy, plays a false nine, but he does it well. Scored in both games, right? Um, so there's that. And then, potentially you're going to have Skamaka because Kamaka's starting to do some things in West Ham. He's, tro- he's slowly coming along. Mm-hmm. So imagine having a thunder and lightning combination of Skamaka and Raspadori where mm. you could, depending on who you're playing, you could change them up. Uh, Raspadori looked like he scores already, but let's, you know, maybe Skamaka comes along and maybe someone else comes along in the fold down the mix. Uh, maybe Colombo, Lorenzo Colombo down the line, right? Uh, but uh, Raspadori, I think that's the best thing I saw from the whole, the whole Nations League international break is that, we have a striker who can play the false nine, not necessarily your typical striker, but finds a way to get it done and he succeeded and they yeah. succeeded.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know if the semifinals for that have been established or not. Um, somebody can, pre- if somebody knows and wants to help us, if Italy has an, a known opponent or if they, they do a draw for that, I didn't, I didn't yeah, look sure. that far ahead. I was just happy oh. to see. Yeah. Um, just happy to see the uh, performances. Um. I think, boy, it's it's you know, and, 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 you know, this, this is a Syria pod, this is an Azuri pod, but you know, what an indictment on England! Um, I mean, you take yeah. a look at Group B in the World Cup. Iran might win that group right I mean, now.
1: They, England sucks. The USA sucks? Wales isn't that great. It might be Iran. They're under. It, they're pretty decent actually. So
0: yeah, Iran might win that group if all the players so. don't
1: get arrested. But you know,
0: yeah. So we'll have to. We'll have to see. So it's, uh, you know, it's quite interesting. Um, You know, and I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's a total indictment on Germany. Uh, These, their, their two games, you know, losing to Hungary. I think
1: Hungary's good.
0: Hungary's a good side. I, I I don't think that was the smartest thing on Germany's part to have that game in Leipzig with Hungary (laughs) having three (laughs) players on their team from Leipzig. Yeah. yeah, So, yeah. yeah. um, But, you know, I, I that probably shouldn't have a lot to do with it, but you have you had to think that at least Gulaksi and Shoboslai were very motivated, yeah, you know, at a, at a minimum.
1: So. I, I think that the problem, you know, this is a Syria podcast and a Zuri podcast, but the tip the problem with England and Germany at the moment is that they've for the moment temporarily lost their identity. Yeah. Uh, and they're holding on to past relics that aren't getting it done, and they're not adjusting to the times, and that's partly on the managers. Hansi Flick, I think, doesn't get as much blame as uh, Gareth Southgate, but um, still, the, the identity is lacking. That's what the Azzurri lacked to miss the World Cup. And what we're seeing out of Hungary is a young team that's, that's starting to develop, and they're very they're going to be a difficult team to play in, in, here in the future. But uh, good things for the Azzurri coming up, and it's good to see Mancini adapt and find a new way to play because – Eventually, when you start playing the big boys in the world, they will adapt to you. You need to have yeah. multiple plans. You can't just play one way and hope to win. You're not; it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that was my biggest takeaway from those games: Mancini's willingness to adjust to what was available to him. So, um, Mancini is willing to try anything. Would call Calabria up? I
2: think. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know what? I mean, national team managers have their guys, and they have their guys they don't want. You know, it's just, it's a fact of life. I mean, Southgate sent Tomori home before the <laughs> Germany game and kept Maguire 3-3.
1: <laughs> so I watch a, a lot of uh, English podcasts just because, uh, you know, good to listen to. And they all are like, why are we starting to get, uh, Harry Maguire? He's the worst yeah. defender in the world. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're saying it, so they know it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, so it's... Oh, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I still, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still lamenting a World Cup without Italy in it yet again. Yeah. But I mean, this is something that gives you hope that that this thing is still in the right direction. Italy hit a bad patch at a bad time that's kept that kept them out of the World Cup. But I think the overall health of Italy is, I think it's in good shape after yeah. after this. So, yeah. and I think that's a conclusion we can make. So, um. But well, let's move on to the business of Serie A now that we've we've gotten through that. Inter and Roma, the spotlight game of the week, Richard. Uh, you did a very thorough preview uh, for the people um, uh, in between uh, sleep cycles. Uh, so I yeah. uh, was glad that you were able to pound that out. Uh, but uh, let's get into it. Inter going with Handanovic in goal. Uh, back three of Skriniar, Acerbi, and Bastoni. Dumfries and DiMarco as the wingbacks. Barella, Aslani, and Chalhanolu in midfield with Aiden Jekko and Lataro Martinez up front. Standard 3-5-2 from Simone Inzaghi. Uh, Aslani getting his... I believe this was his debut start for Inter, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yes, it was. It was.
0: Okay. Thoughts uh, on this team?
1: I thought it was a pretty decent lineup considering what they had at their disposal. I mean, obviously, if Lukaku was available and, and healthy, you would want him to partner... Uh, Lautaro, but he's not available. He had another setback. And so, Dzeko and, and Lautaro have had a, a strange relationship thus far, though it has been getting better. Uh, and so, I thought, considering everything that's going on, Brozovic getting injured, I think he's already suspended anyway, but he was injured during the international break. And so, this is probably the best 11 that you could have at the moment, um, you know, with the Vry or without the Fry. But, you know, I thought Cherby acquitted himself pretty well in this game. The only thing I would say I would change is the goalkeeper. Why the hell is Handanovic still playing in goal? It should be Onana at this point. And, um, uh, you know, Handanovic, great career, but he should only be getting Copitali matches at this point. He's hurting the team more than anything else. And that is the one big gripe for me with this lineup. But other than that, it's a pretty solid lineup for me. Okay. Um, I'm with you on that. Roma uh,
0: comes back with uh, Patricio, a back three of their own. uh, Mancini, Smalling, Ibanez uh Zeki Celik and Leonardo Spinazzola on the wing backs uh two man center midfield of Matic and Cristante uh and uh Zaniolo Pellegrini Dybala I mean when you look at the formation it suggests that it's Pellegrini as the striker is it Dybala is the striker it's says Zaniolo is the striker I really, this is Mourinho is going to just give these, say, these are the three guys I'm countering with. And, you know, whoever's, whoever's highest is the striker at that moment. And that's always going to change. And that's, that's what I took from Mm -hmm. uh, this lineup when I saw it, that there really wasn't going to be someone that's going to be defined to be in the high positions, that it was going to be, it was going to be a lot of rota- rotation from those three guys. Is that what you saw? Is that what you were thinking?
1: Yeah, well, no, it wasn't what I was thinking. I thought they are going to go with Tammy Abraham up top, and then Pellegrini would be in the middle, Matich would be out, and Crisanti would be in there like as he was. And um, the fact that that didn't happen and Abraham was on the bench, I'm like, oh, okay, Mourinho wants to keep this, you know, like you said, a rotation, keep things moving around, you know, if you have Abraham up top, he's the focal point. But if you have these other three guys—Pellegrini, Zaniolo, and and DiBala—you could rotate him around, keep it keep Inter on their toes. I thought the key for the matchup was going to be whomever I thought at the time was Zaniolo, but it doesn't matter whomever on the left hand side taking screen yard one on one because he struggles against pace. We've seen it all season long, uh, and so that's what I thought was going to be a key matchup for me. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty good lineup for Roma. Good, obviously, it worked well for them and Mourinho. Uh, but uh, a solid lineup. And I know Karsdorp was unavailable, but if he was, Selic would have been the preferred by Romanisti. The way Selic's been playing as of late, and Karsdorp, Karsdorp hasn't played well. So I thought this is a pretty pretty good lineup for um, for Roma.
0: I also think it's a little bit of okay, you don't start the game with a striker. Um, bring him on late. One of those,
1: what's that? You can bring him on late when they're tired.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, you know, because we've seen this and again and we've we've we have we have observed this and we have said this multiple times on this podcast. We've seen big games like this where one manager is willing to do something a little different that will suggest that he's going to give up possession of the ball or he's going to allow he's going to see possession and he's going to have extra numbers behind uh, you know, which is what Mourinho prefers to do, let's face it. Uh, with this, uh, the Roma, Roma lives best when they can counterattack, and yeah. it seems to me this lineup gives them the best chance to set up and do that. And Can they absorb for as long and for as much as they possibly can? And then you throw in those couple of attackers after midfielders, after players have expended energy going forward and possessing and shooting, and then all right, now they're their legs are tired you're bringing on fresh legs to run at them tilt the tilt uh you know how this game is going or or change the way this game is going and i thought that we started to see that you know we we're, we're, st- we're seeing that a lot and i thought that we saw that here i thought that i thought overall i thought interplayed really well you know they had more of the possession with the way these lineups were shaken out we had to expect that um yeah, the Jekyll goal in the 12th minute, which was rightfully called back for offside. Yeah. Um, but they do break through Richard in the 30th. It was a DiMarco uh getting to the inside of Zeki Chalik uh rather easily. Um mm. uh Barella sliding one into into DiMarco's path, Dimarco Marco finishing, Patricio getting a glove to it, but not getting enough. Um and uh one nil and is this where Roma misses Karsdorp? does Karsdorp deal with that a little better
1: I think so Karsdorp definitely brings more of the physical aspect at times um I think he probably could have done better but uh, as the the form that karsdorp has been this season it could have had a similar result Uh, what you saw is DeMarco playing very smart getting behind uh Selleck and was able to get in there and get a shot off one time to beautifully so I mean the the placement was perfect by DeMarco. Just outstretched Rui Patricio. Should he have saved it? Yes. But um, honestly, I don't think whether Karzab or Silic, I think DeMarco would have gone in right behind him because um, it was just a well-run well play off the ball by DeMarco and Barella doing what Barella does and drops dimes right to DeMarco perfectly. So
0: Perfect. Sorry, I got distracted. Wisconsin fired Paul Christ. No. <laughs> so
1: You know who else got fired this weekend, but we'll get to that.
0: Who? Oh yeah, Gianpaulo. Yeah, so, um, so he, I, I think Chris was becoming the Gianpaulo of uh, college football. <laughs> oh God. So, um, just doing the same thing over and over again, expecting success, and it, hmm. it, just everybody's gotten too good for it. Yep. So, yep. Um, all right. Well, let's get back to the Cal show. Um, so, one nil, uh, Inter. Uh, Roma do counter. Uh, they win possession through the middle of the field. Spinitzola moves forward, serves the ball uh, to the backside where Paulo Dybala is there in a goal of the week candidate. One-one oh Roma. This is this is what Mourinho. This is how Mourinho set this team up for these kind of chances.
1: One-one uh, game on. Yeah, yeah, and this kind of all started, which I initially was railing on Hakan Chalanolu. He made a similar pass what he did in the Derby, where he tries to go cross field and it got intercepted. Uh, but I was Rightly corrected by Uncle Sharma, who who said the pass was actually pretty good by, by Haka Chalanolu. It was Barella who messed the pass. It goes past him. Spinozola catches it and takes off. And Barella, you watch the replay, looks like he was almost scared. He saw Spinozola closing in on him. It kind of like flinched or something, and the ball got past him. Spinozola caught it, took it, and took it down the field. And a beautiful pass to Dabala. What a goal. What a goal and celebration saying, hey, you didn't want me? F you, right? Um, yep. Should that have been saved? Yes. Onana probably would have saved it, but it was a great strike, great pass, nonetheless. And I thought uh, exactly like you said, this team was set up for a counterattack. Both teams are really, uh, but Roma hit that counterattack beautifully through Spinazzola with the cross, and then DiBala. I mean, that's a, that's a that's the world class talent we we see from him from time to time, and it, it showed off with a lovely, lovely volley finish.
0: Yep, yep. So one one at halftime. Uh, Inter, as I said, they they. they controlled the match, had a lot of good chances here in the first half. Uh the one shot on goal was the one from Dybala there from Roma. Uh so into inter were controlling the game. Uh we get to the second half. Uh a booking for Zeki Chalik uh on that foul was I, I thought the book I thought just yellow was fair there. Yeah. Um I believe there was another Roma defender that was in the vicinity uh, to keep that from being a red.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a close call some people argue you red some people are yellow but i i think i'm with you i th- i'm okay with the yellow
0: was that chalik
1: i think it was um no no it was um oh my god it was something- uh mancini? smalling excuse me smalling, 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 No, mancini smalling.
0: mancini i'm sorry
1: yes mancini. yes 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 okay Smalling got a yellow shortly after there now
0: why did i have chalik in my notes i we I go watching without my readers. <laughs> so this is what happens when you get you're you're, you're 40. You're okay. I'm I'm 47. I'm, everything's falling apart. This is 40, so. Frank. What's that? This is 40. That's it goes right. down. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Hakan Chalinolo hits the crossbar. Uh, yeah. What could have been a goal of the week uh, yeah, if it did easily. go in. Um, Inter I mean, look, Inter created a lot of excellent chances in this game. I mean, it just you know, it, so. Ultimately, in, in the 75th minute, Pellegrini delivers a brilliant ball uh, yeah. that only Smalling's going to get to with his head. Yeah. 2-1 to Roma. I can't really blame the marking on Inter. Sometimes you just you – know, as I remember, these people, who do you blame? You don't blame anybody. You say that's a great yeah. ball and a great finish and a yeah. great set piece, and you can defend that as well as you possibly want. That ball was put placed perfectly. It was headed perfectly. Nothing you're going to do defensively to stop that.
1: Yeah, and I think if anyone's gonna get blame on this, um Screenyard kind of caught napping on a great move by Chris Smalling to get free. He was you know marked up by by Screenyard and got free. And when you're watching the header go in, Screenyard's catching up he's like, No. <laughs> uh, and that, a great header by Chris Smalling, but the, yeah, the pass, the goal is this beautiful, right? Another goal of the week candidate there, and you, nothing you can do about it. Pellegrini yep. put it on a dime that only one person could get it, and he got it done. Yeah, uh, so Kudos to Roma for that, and I agree with Apex saying, you know, Roma had the mentality that Inter lacked in this game. Inter played well, but they did look weak. I think I think Anthony mentioned it as well. They they looked weak, um, and when that goal happened, it's just hearts are dropping in Zaghi's, You know, I mean, but they played well. That's a that's a crazy part. It's individual errors by Inter that cost them the game. As a whole, Roma played much better. And we're we're together all the time. Well, Inter can make these small little mistakes—screen yard here, Barella there. You know, little people, this and that. So it's it's frustrating, especially when Inter is struggling at the moment. To get out of a struggle, you all have to you know do your part and play well. And instead of worrying what other people are doing, worry on your own game. And they're not doing that at the moment. And Roma, at least in this game, certainly did. Hmm.
0: Um, I'm trying to determine here if. And it's hard for me to really say that Roma got lucky here today in this game. No. Um because you know they were all possessed they they certainly did well when they had their counter attacking moments. I mean the two two goals were two of three chances on target. Inter only could only could only get two shots on target. And this has been the problem with Inter this season. They're misfiring big time. They create a lot of chances especially in possession, but they're not threatening the yeah. goalkeeper. Um you know so I, on the one end, I want to say that Inter are unlucky, but I said on, on the other end. On the other end, I think that it's you know, Anthony points out to them being weak minded. Um, I just I don't see the killer mentality in this Inter team that I saw under Conte, that yeah. I saw for the first, I actually saw throughout last season. Yeah, under yeah. Insagi, I was going to see you know it, it never really stopped. They fought all the way to the last day to try to. To, you know, try to beat out Milan for the title. But the, uh, the, uh, the, that, that killer instinct is missing. It's almost uh, to the point where it's gone, yeah. you know. And what's bringing that back? I mean, I think there's, there's a lot to worry about here if you're an inter-supporter. Um, you know, can't finish chances on the other end, can't even come close to finishing chances, can't, you know, creating chances, certainly, I mean, cause the, the, the one goal they scored probably should have been saved. Yeah. Um, you know, making enough mistakes to give the game away. Um, usually it's through the middle third of the field where they get dispossessed. I mean, how many times are we seeing them getting, getting countered? How many times are we, you know, it, 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 it happened in the Derby, Chalanolu, yeah losing possession to Tonali. Uh, This time they lose possession and Spinazzola goes the other way. Um, You can really give this team a hard time if you uh, create pressure in the middle third of the pitch because they're pressing. And you know what Inzaghi's doing? He's he's getting Dumfries high, okay? And he's getting his, you know, and I think that Federico DiMarco probably not playing as high, you know, in those moments of possession through the middle third of the field. But there is a lot of numbers forward and this is a, there. It's a stretched inter that makes the one technical mistake in the middle third of the field and there, and, and you can counter them. And I mean, and I think that this just adds another way and i am getting kind of getting long winded here, but no me. Right. <laughs> uh, but I think this just adds another way that you can beat inter, you know, I think you've seen teams press them. Into conceding possession in their own third, uh, but you can also, if you don't want to do that, you could really start to confront them, you know, around midfield um, and put them under pressure, force them into mistakes, and because they're going to they're, they're going to commit them numbers forward and go the other way, and for those and for those reasons, I think that this was a really well crafted game plan by Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Uh, To get these three points.
1: Yeah. I mean, going into this game, Inzaghi actually had the advantage, three wins over Mourinho while Mourinho had none. And so this is the first win. Technically, even though he wasn't on the sideline, he was very instrumental in this Mourinho was. Uh, And so it has fingerprints all over this. It was a masterclass performance tactic wise, because what do we what do we been saying about Roma all season long? They create millions of chances and can't score goals. What do they do this game? They let the game come to them. They countered when they had the opportunities. Their opportunities were limited. What well, They had like 10 shots in the game, maybe three shots on target. Yeah. Um, but they were clinical. And that's yeah. what we've been saying. That Sometimes you just need something like this to open up the work and get your confidence going. Because not that they, didn't, they weren't playing well. They just were not putting their chances away like Inter. This time, the way Mourinho set them up, it's full-on counter. And they took their chances when they had them, which it wasn't many. And they made him pay, and that was the brilliance of of Mourinho. They they were strong throughout the game, even when obviously Inter were going to press and try to get the equalizer. Roma looked fairly comfortable. I thought, I know Mancini can be a liability sometimes, as can Ibanez. Yeah, they looked solid. And, and Chris Smalling was marshaling that defense. Matic and and, and 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 the whole team really just doing really well to lock people up uh, and 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 force Inter to make these. Errors, individual errors that were costing them the game because it wasn't like Interplayed bad. They played well, mm-hmm. but Roma were as a collective the better team and deserved yeah. the win.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, Roma now are finally getting results against the Seven Sisters. Yeah.
1: It took Marino uh, to do that, right?
0: Yep. They drew Huve. Uh, they did lose to Atalanta, but I don't, you know, <laughs> nobody's beating them for some, nobody's beating <laughs> Nobody's them scoring on them. Nobody's, and that's just the problem. You got it. Nobody's scoring on them, which yeah. can you believe we're saying that about, can we say, can you believe that we're saying that about Atalanta after how they played last year?
1: They have the best goals against by far this league. It's crazy. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Normal. I mean, it's astonishing. We'll, we'll get into them here a little bit. Um, has has Mourinho turned this? I mean, the, I still i I'm still haunted by the the 0 loss to Udinese.
1: Sure, but it's Udinese. They're yeah. Good to everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're 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 gonna you're just you're just gonna take another <laughs> lap. Or you're gonna take another. Victory I'll be right tomorrow. back. Let me go run around. <laughs> Wait till yeah, no. you, I'm gonna be. You're gonna be. I'm gonna be the first one you hear from if they lose to Hellas Verona tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. No, but it is <laughs> Mourinho. This is definitely Mourinho. Uh, and. This is a team that can get a, a lead and hold on to it. You could never say that about Roma in the past. No chance. They've learned how to play defensively. They're, uh, could they do better and get better personnel? Sure. But what consider what they have. It's a it's a disciplined team that knows what the roles should be each of them and play as a unit, and that's why they're doing so well. That's why Roma's successful defensively, and on the counter, they obviously have some talent that can score some goals and create opportunities, so this is a good Mourinho squad here, very well managed, and I think, yes, they still have the blips in the radar, the bottle Glimp, the Udinese, that kind of stuff. They still pull out games like this, and it's like, we Give Mourinho some credit. They did win Europa League last year, so like, or Conference League, excuse me. So, uh, maybe they won Europa League this year. Uh, but yeah, it's absolutely Mourinho's blueprints all over this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second season magic from him again. We laid this out. There's only two places where he did not have a good second season, and those probably are. Far more beyond his control than any other on the other environments that's manchester united and tottenham is two most recent but i think he's creating that resurgence here again at roma and and still continue to be a, a top four contender i think i still i think i had them fourth when i finished these predictions i gotta go back
1: and look dominic um, sex dominic Sex dominic says if teams reflect the character of the coach is there any syria mister who's as wound up as limone Inzaghi? is a Yurich? that's a good question you're wound
0: up as limone Inzaghi. um
1: Allegri's pretty wound up in
0: his team. No, I, no, I think Allegri's not necessarily wound up. Allegri's kind of got the demeanor of I, I, I really don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. If yeah. I, I'm happy winning one 0 and playing ugly, yeah. Um, but when you're talking about is Nzagi I think that it, it almost seems like he's pressing.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: because I think that he has he's he has to prove it for himself that he's worthy of being a manager of a club like Inter after spending so much time at Lazio. Yeah, and I think the fact that he's he might be pressing a little bit. I think that that is resonating down to the team. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: That there's there's certainly, and I think that that's what Dominic's trying to ask about.
2: Yeah. For sure. Um,
0: You know. Where you look at Pioli, Pioli's got a you know a personality that he takes on, and the players seem to buy into it. Hundred percent. You know Napoli are you know have a lot of belief in Spalletti. Spalletti's you know you know doing really well. You know Roma have this just you know, pardon the connection, gladiator mentality to them that Mourinho seems to be instilling. Uh Lazio even are starting to take yeah. on the identity of what they've got with Saudi. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's not unreasonable to think that that, you know, Inzaghi's pressing and it's probably impacting the team. I mean, even Gasparini, you know, I mean, it seems like, all right, uh what we did he looked at his Atalanta guys, what we did last year didn't work. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to try to do it this way. Um I need to protect my defenders a little bit better. I need to limit chances the other team gets on us and yep. you know, I've got more than enough quality up front and to 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 get the goals that I need that I don't need to monopolize possession. I'll 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 shift the way I'm doing things and the players buy into it.
1: I think last year Gasprini would have been a good shot because he was certainly wound up and the team was not performing and that you know this yes. was a struggle for them. But this year it's a completely different team, but yeah, Inzaghi is very wound up. Obviously his job is on the line and the the team is playing as he's as the emotions that he's emitting as well. So, yeah, it's a fair shot there. I mean, Juric is also a good good shot too, but uh Inzaghi, I mean, he needs to figure something out quick or his days might be numbered cuz uh Steven Zhang, Zhang, excuse me, uh, doesn't seem too pleased these days. And I don't think
0: we can, and I, I don't think we need to be that harsh on Juric. I mean, I think that yeah, it's you know, I mean, Torino is not expected to be top eight, top seven, whatever. Um, but you know, if I think of anybody else right now, when I'm looking at teams and maybe taking on the the kind of attitude that their manager and I mean, let's let's come back and make a comparison here. Um, uh, you know, Allegri and how he handles the pressure. Allegri's being more stoic, yeah, mainly because he's been through this before,
1: sure,
0: you know, many, many times. Inzaghi has come from a place like Lazio where it seemed like he could have that job for as long as he wanted it,
1: true, but Um, he was still doing the same thing on the sidelines. There, it just the team didn't reflect his frustrations. I mean, it's not as Corte. much as,
0: not as much as this intergroup. No, no, no. I no. mean, the only, the only other time, the only time where you could probably make a comparison is when Lazio, the year that Lazio finished eighth, but still won the, I think they still won the Coppa Italia that year. Is mm-hmm. it three years ago? I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yes. And they beat out, they beat out in the final. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a great question. It's a, it's a very interesting Absolutely. It's a very interesting topic, but yeah, it's, it's worth, it's worth believing that Gasparini's, or I mean, sorry, Inzaghi's pressing and the team's feeling it. Yep. So, um, so it's, you know, we'll have to see, but a great win for Roma. Um, and then you've got, uh, you've got Inter who, are finding ways to lose games uh you know and uh, you know and certainly aren't certainly aren't being ruthless enough in front of goal too so uh you know certainly some things that need fixing there so all right how about you tell us what happened with the rest of the week
1: All oh, right, Let's see if i get my page to work here but uh starting it off uh, it was a big three uh obviously it started on 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 saturday um Napoli hosting Torino. Uh, goal scoring started early in the sixth minute. Anguissa, uh, wonderful goal there. He would double it in the 12th minute, make it 2-0 at that point. Havarshelia get a goal himself uh, after being a playmaker, 3-0 at halftime or almost at halftime. Sanabria would get a consolation goal, make it 3-1. You think maybe game is on, but uh, Napoli kind of saw this game out. 3-1 result there. Uh, moving on. Uh Eppoli hosting Milan. This game was a roller coaster of a game. It started out as a snooze fest a little bit, uh, but then it kind of really picked up late. Uh goal scoring wouldn't start until uh 79th minute. This is a game, a very feisty game. Milan obviously have been uh playing difficult lately. Injuries have hurt them. They had 45 injuries in this game, it seems like this team are missing 10 million guys. Um, one guy after the other was going down. Two substitutions because of injury in the first half. Salomakers and Calabria. Both look very serious. I think Salamaker's is out six, eight weeks. Calabria out for the rest of 2022 is what I heard. Um, but 79th minute, Ante Rebic comes off the bench, scores the goal, makes a one nothing. Looks like Milan's going to win. Oh, but then we go into stoppage time, and the fun happens. Rami Bar- uh, scores a goal of the week candidate free kick goal. 1-1. One, one. You think Eppoli have stolen this, and, and Napoli are going to pull away from the top? Oh, but just right after kickoff, Lord Balotore scores a goal equalizer. Um, uh, wonderful pass by Leao. Wow, that was Kudic. the winner. Oh, sorry, yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, it was the winner. It was the winner. You got, yeah, was you, got, you
0: got you got baby brain. We'll
1: let it slide. I do, yeah. 2 1 at that point. Game winner. The goal game would be over there, but no, the third goal would happen. Uh, Rebic finds Leao in a breakaway with another goal of the week candidate there. Three to one. Three goals happened in stoppage time in that game. Uh, Milan win. Three to one. The scoreline is a little flattering. The game was a lot closer than the than the three one, but uh, sure, fantastic result nonetheless. On the road for Milan, a true uh, champions mentality in that one. Moving over on to Lazio. Lazio hosting uh, Spezia. Spezia struggling. We just talked about Sadi, and in Lazio, really starting to play well as of late. Uh, Lazio will get a penalty in the first minutes of the game. Uh, Immobile going to step up. He's going to score, right? No save. A wonderful save by the goalkeeper, but it wouldn't take long for them to score. Zaccagni in the 12th minute would score a goal, making it 1-0. Romagnoli, goal of the week candidate, nice volley in the 24th. Yes, Romagnoli plays for Lazio. Uh, mm-hmm. 2-0 going into halftime there. Coming out of the break, milinkovic savic would score from uh, Zaccagni in the 61st minute. And then in the stoppage time. milinkovic savic would get a second uh, from Husai. 4-0 Lazio beat uh, Spezia. Relegation six pointer, Lecce hosting Cremonese. This was a feisty game in, in all regards. Uh penalty in the nineteenth minute. Uh Ciofani would step up, scores a goal. Uh one nothing for Cremonese at that point. Uh, and just before the break, another penalty. And this time Strifezzi, uh, excuse me, uh scored a goal in the 42nd. One-one going at the halftime. That would be all the goals in this game. This game would go back and forth, but uh a, a relegation six-pointer is what it was. These teams uh, were, were finding it hard to get any really great chances. Okareke looked pretty decent in this game, I thought. Uh, but 1-1 that game ends. Uh, moving on. Looks like this is another relegation six-pointer, right? Sampdoria. Sampdoria hosting Monza in this one. You would, This is where we would find out what was go- we're going with gianpaolo Well, we find out gianpaolo is not going to get any panatone for Christmas. Um, nope. They lose 3-0 to Monza at home. Uh, goals by Pessina in the 11th minute. Uh, followed that by Caprari in the 67th minute, a wonderful goal there, Uh celebrating against his former team. And then in the 95th minute, Sensi would get the goal 3-0 Monza with a big victory, cost Giampalo his job after that game. Uh, the games all on Sunday were all shutouts. Uh Lots of good goals, though. Uh, Next game, we talked about Maria Caputi being the first female referee against Sassuolo and Salernitana. Sassuolo thanked her for that by scoring goals left and right. The... Uh, Loriente, this guy is uh, uh, Lorient, excuse me, a fantastic little guy there. Uh, scored a goal in the 12th minute, made a 1 0. Pinamonte would get a, a penalty kick goal in the 39th, 2 0. And then Thorvset from Alvaro Martinez, Alvarez Martinez, excuse me, in the 53rd, 3 0. It's not done yet. Uh, Hawaii scored in the 76, 4 0. And then uh, Antiste, a goal that Alvarez really should have scored, but he uh, got the rebound. Antiste put it away. Sassuolo doing Sassuolo things again. They're being fun now. Um, Atalanta, the new uh, bus, parking the bus mentality. Uh, Another shutout, another win, 1-0. This time a goal wouldn't score until Adama Lukman scored in the 59th minute, assisted by Muriel. Nice play down low on the goal line there. Uh, But that's all they would need. Atalanta doing Atalanta things defensively here. Uh, and then to round out the games uh, that were played, Juventus against Bologna, many wanted to see how Juve would react after their poor form uh, going into the international break. Didn't take long for the Serbian connection to hook up. Kostic would score, assisted by Vlahovic in the 24th minute. Vlahovic off a wonderful pass by McKinney, goal of the week candidate by Vlahovic in the 59th. Uh, and then to seal things off, Cuadrado to Milik. Milik with a thumping shot, 3 uh Roma win against... Um, Bologna, lowly Bologna. If you feel for Juventus, so Juve, Juve,
0: Juve win against Bologna. Juve,
1: excuse me, Juve. Uh, but uh, yeah, Juve, get back on the right ship, and then obviously there's one game left with Hellas and Udinese tomorrow. But uh, talking points from these games, Frank. Um, let's touch on Napoli first. Um, we'll get to
0: you know, we'll get to Atalanta. We should probably call this podcast. We'll get to Atalanta. We'll get to Atalanta. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, Napoli I mean the first few minutes you're just watching and and, and, and this is to touch on on Anthony's comment about Angisa. Yeah. Just watching the first few minutes and Anguisa just looked like he wanted to get in the box and score. So yeah. you know, to see him getting a brace, you know, in the end was just kind of the end result of that. Um you know, this could have been a very with 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 Ajax on the horizon for Napoli and the champions, like this could have been a very this could have been a trip up game for them. Um and this is a, a Torino team that has sneaky quality to it. Um, when you take a look at yeah. them, you got Vlasic and Miranchuk who started behind Sanabria, so enough to trouble Napoli's back four. They've got players like Lazaro, Singo, Dinetti. Uh, Lukic is capable of a goal. They play a back three. Ricardo Rodriguez, at this stage of his career, is a, a center back in a three-man defense. Gigi, he's good, but can but can serve a ball. So, um. Yep, coffee, Gigi. So, I mean, this is a team that certainly can can give you some trouble uh, on the right day, uh, you know, under Ivan Juric and Juric's experience in this in this league. It just it's it's funny to me though. Juric just for whatever reason just can't get anything against Napoli. Can't beat Napoli. Um, no, no, you know, uh, usually and, and just generally speaking, folds like a tent. Uh, Milan, um. Lau was fantastic again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just leaves you to rue what, what could have been if he was available against Napoli, you know, but at the same time, you know, Napoli didn't have all Siemens and people were making those comments, um, which I understand. Um, but I, we should point out uh, Ciprian Tatarusanu, the backup to Mike Maignan, because he came up with two big saves in this game.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, that helped keep things preserved for Milan. Obviously all of the fun happened in, in, in stoppage time, as you mentioned, uh, by Rami with a great free kick. That, um, so, you know, I just Milan right now finding ways to win. And I thought that if I'm not mistaken, Calabria left the game injured. Yes. Um, Kiara left the game. Left Kiara the game left- with a, exactly. Left the game with a knock. So, Things are health. Things are piling up from a health standpoint from Milan. Yeah, um, not the most promising thing heading into uh, heading heading over to Stamford Bridge. So you had you don't know so now the you, know, you already have Origi, Teo, Florenzi, and Maignan. Is Teo going to be back for Champions League? Do we know?
1: I do not know. I do not. Okay. know.
0: Okay, that would be interesting to know. Um. But, uh, yeah, so Milan having to deal with some adversity now, um, you know, with the injuries. Uh, nobody Surprised nobody picked up by Rami over the summer. Me too. Yeah. I, 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 I love his game. I we love talked about him
1: all last year. He's yep. a fun player to watch.
0: Yep. So... <sighs> kind of feels like a guy where would, where would by let's talk about by Since we're talking about this game briefly, where would he, where would he fit? I think that you put him in the 10 role at swallow I think he'd be excellent. Yeah. Um, sure. you know, I think you, you can't really send him, you can't really put a monopoly because Zielinski's already playing that role. Yeah. You know, playing it really well, but I, I might add, um,
1: inter maybe, I,
0: uh, I don't know if I like the fit. Um, Lazio formation fit doesn't work. Yeah, uh, Roma probably doesn't work. Um, you know, so then you're you're looking Fiorentina. at I guess Fiorentina. I think does. he would be
1: wonderful there.
0: Yeah, you know Fiorentina Sassuolo. Um, you know those teams. Um, you know, I don't, I
1: don't think he'd work at Atalanta. Cup miners is too good and too versatile. He's there's so many bodies there that he wouldn't get the, the quality start time.
0: If I'm not mistaken I think Fiorentina was trying to put in a bid for him too. Mm. Over the summer. I it might have been him. Um,
1: Udinese. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, yeah, of course. I mean, Milan but Milan got De Ketelaer uh yeah, in that yeah. role. So, yeah, I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't think it would be good Milan either.
0: Yep. But Torino. Uh, Torino. Probably, yeah. You know, as you know, if you're rotating, I mean They've got plenty of guys in the in, in those spot with Vlasic and, and Mironchuk, and
1: they are very good and young
0: guys like that. So it almost like you get gets kind of. I think that Sassuolo and Fiorentina would probably be the best places for Bayrami, you know, from a fit standpoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Sampdoria, depending on who Sampdoria bring a point,
1: huh. you we'll know, see. for a
0: manager, you could put both of those guys in. Put him in a playmaking role with Judicic behind a striker like Caputo or or rotate Quagliarella. I, yeah. I think it would have some potential, but I think Sampdoria's problems are defensive, and also just overall confidence. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, right now with them. Uh, so, Empoli Milan—that's what I had. Juve Bologna—I want to jump ahead to that. Um, I kind of like the approach that they took in this game. Um, You know, they knew that they had a maybe inferior opponent in Bologna, especially defensively, let them have the ball a little bit more, let them get exposed and be able to go ahead and hit him the other way. Um Kostic is, as a winger is fitting a lot better than I thought he would, mm. Um, where he was really good in the, a, a wing back more of a wing back role at Eintracht Frankfurt. Um So, You know, that's going well. Vlaovic, that's just a splendid team goal there. And then Milik, you know, with some of the pressing. I think that Milik is growing into it. Vlaovic is certainly going to score goals for you. Kostic is starting to get comfortable. Um, You've got guys like Quadrado if Allegri can just slowly start to free these guys up and let them play, this Juventus team does have a chance to be dangerous. But, you know, I, I don't want to jump ahead of myself because it was a Bologna team that really is struggling right now,
1: even with a new manager. Yeah.
0: So, um, Atalanta, is getting let's...
1: closer to coming back at two. What's that? He is getting close to coming back too. Right. Maybe, maybe then... prematurely, but yes. Do you put him on the right and you keep Kostic on the left? I would start off. Yep. At... I would.
0: That's probably the that's probably the best way. Um, probably the best way to do it. Uh, now let's get to Atalanta. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, we we we've said it for multiple weeks now. Everybody else is now finally starting to come around to. Oh look, it's Atalanta. Look what they're doing. I mean, compl- and, and we continue to say it. Complete one eighty. Yeah. You know, unreal. They've realize and Gasparini has realized that his system got figured out that if you get behind those two midfielders and their two man center midfield and can expose that back three, you're going to generate a lot of, you're going to generate a lot of trouble. Um, I think Juan Musso's playing better. I think that that's having a lot to do with it.
1: His defense Um, is playing better too,
0: but then the defense is also playing better. And then, to Dominic's point, wow, Ledea have depth, especially up front. I mean, he can look at, I mean, he can play the same, you know, he, he can mix it up with the back three. Scalvini was really good. Okoli was really good in this game. Yeah, let's just, let's, let's grab another guy. I've never heard of this Ocoli guy. They bring him in and, you know. That's what they do. W- wins five aerial duels, wins ground duels. He's winning tackles. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's. Really, really interesting.
1: I argue um, with Atalanta that they've always had depth. They, they've yeah. always been able to pull guys from up. It's just the system has always never benefited them. They could score goals like nobody else, right? But they couldn't stop anybody. And now they could figure out how to play defense and look out. They're their, this new park the bus thing. As Mar, I think Martin Darun said it. It's like, welcome to park the bus 2022, right? It's, it's a new style yeah. of doing it. That's how they're going to be successful. And they're embracing it.
0: Yeah. And Ollie, that's a known advantage with Atalanta not having to play in midweek. But I think yeah. we would have assumed way back at the beginning of the season that they were, they're were they just going to come out and play the same way. They're going to play loose. They're going to attack you. They're going to create a lot of chances. Yeah. They're going to beat up on the weak and the sad. They're going to get into some games against the Seven Sisters. Some games are going to walk away thinking, how do we not win? and and have some odd things beat them but they're playing a disciplined regimented approach they're letting the other team have the ball a lot and they're finding ways to get the three points i mean um and and with what they can do up front they've got um they've got a variety of combinations that they can go with in their attack and Gasperini can pretty much base it on well what's the other team good at defensively yeah. i'll just play the guys that they struggle with yeah, you know, um, and and you're seeing it, and you're seeing it come into focus, and we're seeing a different Atalanta that has only conceded three goals so far at the beginning of the season.
1: Through eight games, um,
0: crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's they've only and they've only scored twelve. Um, we're not used to you. We're not used to this. This is the new way of Atalanta doing Atalanta things. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? I mean, Atalanta right now. I mean, this and this is sustainable. I, I yes. because they, because they don't have the midweek, you know um, I think they're a top four team. They can keep continue. Like, that. I think there's enough sample against good opposition. Yeah. that yeah. suggests it.
1: Yeah. And they've done, it's, it's how they compete against the rest of the seven sisters is what's going to determine this for top four, because Roma is going to be in the mix. Obviously Napoli, Milan, Inter going to be in the mix. Juve potentially could be in the mix. Lazio could be in the mix, right? Uh, so a lot of teams vying for these top four spots obviously Milan Uh, and so who's going to be the odd teams out there's gonna be several teams out, and so I mean look at the upcoming schedule right they go at Udinese big game there right then Sassuolo fun bad who's gonna who's gonna win out right it's gonna be the will of Atalanta and their defensive play or it's gonna be the shootout mentality of Sassuolo Uh, they got Lazio coming up as well as Empoli and then Napoli uh, down the stretch here so yeah, I think this is absolutely sustainable. um mm-hmm. Much more so than in the past. Gasparini's not one who's adapted well in the past, but he figured it out in Champions League a couple years ago. I keep I keep harping back into that because it's like he was experimenting and it worked, and now he finally brought it in because he he knows his job is on the line and the team is bought in and they are a team that's built to attack, attack, attack. But now they found this regimented discipline that you talked about and they and it's working wonderfully for them is it entertaining to watch no not necessarily um they still get a boatload of possession and still get a um, a lot of shots but even in this game they didn't get that much of much of a possession right it was pretty close to 50-50 it was like i think it was 55-45 or 60-40 something like that it wasn't that big i think they were on the downside of that too um so Gasparidis found a way to get them to buy in and win and maybe that's the that's the key he says, "Do you guys want to win, or do you want to play, you know, fun football?" And if they want to win, because these guys have been together for a while, a lot of these guys that have, you know, um, do they want to win? This is the way to do it. This is sustainable, like you said. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Gasparini having a week to prepare for opponents gives him the advantage physically and tactically. Okay, sure. Yeah. Has has to adep- he has to he has had to adapt since he basically revamped these teams past two seasons. Papu goes in, Zelicic, Frailer out. The new players coming in have different characteristics, but isn't that the sign of a great manager?
1: Yeah. Didn't we and just you
0: know, talk? And we just talked about this. But for, he's with, finally
1: I think if this was the pass, Gasprini yeah. would be still doing the attack, attack, attack mentality with yeah. a week off, a week to prepare. And now he's finally adapted this year to finally go, you know what? I don't care how long we have. We're going to. Be rigid, be defensive, and not give up any goals, and that's how we're going to win. And yeah. so, yeah, it's a sign of a great manager that you're able to adapt. You talked about safety with Mancini. Um, yeah. The stubborn managers, Ventura, Giampaolo, those are the guys who are always looking for jobs because they cannot adapt to the change. No matter what kind of style you play, you're going to be sought out and fought and, and defeated, and you have to adapt and change your game. And if you don't, sure. those who do are going to survive and do well. Gasparini finally learned it. Um, let's see how it does for the rest of the season, but it's about time.
0: Yep, yep, definitely agree. Um, Sassuolo, Loriente, I mean, Sassuolo at it again, just finding these guys, sticking them in there, playing in their system and 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 getting results. So
1: That other guy, so the front three was a good front three, I thought. It was obviously uh, Loriente, it was uh, Pinamonte, and on the right they had uh, Sede, and those three guys are doing very well together. Obviously with, with Fratese, Lopez and Torzette in the middle. Um, Again, Sassuolo is very similar to Atalanta, where they just plug and play anybody. And it seems that it works, right? They pull guys off the street and they can become stars. Um, It's just nice to see what they do with Sassuolo. And these guys like Loriente has uh, really blossomed here last three weeks or so. He's been really getting some goals in here for, for um, Sassuolo. So yeah, Dionisi has got some things going here and I, I like what I'm seeing. Can they stop the ball more? We'll see. Uh, but offensively, they're fun to watch.
0: Just a uncharacteristically bad showing from Solar Nitana in that game when we were starting to think them yeah. up really. Um, I still think highly of them. I I had them twelfth uh in my final standings, final predictions.
1: We recorded I, this.
0: Yeah, I still <laughs> oh, I still believe in them. Uh, I, I believe in the talent, so.
2: Yeah.
0: And I also said that Monza is getting out. Uh, I said just to, to keep the faith in there, and that's suddenly starting to look pretty good, isn't it?
1: Sampdoria is not helping the cause. They're making everybody look good now. So I mean, Sampdoria, Bologna—you have to worry about. Um, there's a few teams in there that got kind of got thrown in there that you're like, "Ooh, they might help these uh, promoted teams uh, maybe possibly survive." So.
0: Um. So Sampdoria, apart from Marco Giampaolo, uh, and do they did they announce a new manager yet, or is it just Gianpaolo I haven't? Sec- heard. I'm
1: gonna I haven't look it. Maybe Tiago Mota again. <laughs> I don't know. But, well,
0: he's at Tiago Mota's at Bologna now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> see if you can figure but, that out. Uh, I I commentary
0: heard. on Gianpaolo on another
1: failed uh stint. Yeah, he's this. One of these guys, like we mentioned, like Ventura, who just cannot adapt. He had, obviously, a great stint at Fiorentina, or, excuse me, Sampdori the first time around, and it was got him the notoriety. Um, but going to Milan, got found out there. And then every other job he's taken, he's got found out. Um, and then so unless, like Gasparini, he finds a way to adapt and change and figure out a way, he might be not looking at another Serie A. oh <sighs> It should be hard for him to find a Syria job. Somehow these guys who always fail seem to get a job. They're like the backup call. Uh, so he probably will get another job again. But his days of getting a top-end job is probably long gone now. Just because unless he can completely change his style and figure something out, it's not going to happen for him, unfortunately. You know, Ventura is gone by the wayside now. Obviously, he had some age to him. Um, but yeah, Jampalo had some nice ideas that some Doria team from a couple seasons ago uh, many seasons ago was fun to watch they were the, also the guys he had were much younger and had uh, and had the right players in the right positions it's just uh yeah the team doesn't respond to him and obviously this game is the the culmination of it right it just no one seemed to care or want to play for him um i think caputo got uh taken off because he was very frustrated i mean it's it was his time to go right as was um What's his name from Bologna who just left uh, Mihailovic? Eventually, people just stop caring, and then they don't want to play for you, and then you can't be on a team that has a team that won't fight for their manager. So what's the point to get rid of him? So he needs to figure some things out if he wants to have uh, another job. EDF, Eusebio DeFrancesco is another guy like that, right, who doesn't change and he's been found out and can't find a, a good job again. So uh, we'll see what happens to Paulo, but uh, I don't think we'll hear his name much in terms of the bigger teams in the league. Does Ferrero does Ferrero make a call to Mihailovic? Ah, uh, he shouldn't. Ranieri's available. <laughs> um I don't know who I don't know who they would take at this point. Um I mean it's possible, right? Mihailovic does do well in the first couple seasons with his team, but then that eventually grows stale as well. So Ferrero's sole goal is to survive the season. Yeah, Mihailovic probably worked then, right? But yep. uh, is it long term? Absolutely not.
0: Going to be interesting. Uh, Montella is currently managing
1: in uh, Turkey. Turkey, yeah. He had a fight with Balotelli not too long ago.
0: <laughs> and uh, Di Zerbi just got snapped up by Brighton. Yeah, three um, three against
1: Liverpool this weekend. Three
0: three, yeah, great start. Yeah, but Italians can't manage. Wasn't it's there something ridiculous? Yeah, and that was like a ridiculous commentary recently, and I can't remember who said it. Was it's it that Sunes?
1: same idiot who says I don't know how he's a job? He always, what's the name?
0: Su- Graham Sunes. Yeah, Graham. Soutness,
1: former Soutness, Liverpool,
0: yeah. former Liverpool player, by the way. Yeah, kind of a Liverpool legend. Talked a whole bunch of shit about Di getting the Brighton job, and then Di walks into Anfield and comes out of there three
1: three. Graham Sound has always talks won, out and of his ass. And never right. What's that? Graham Soundis always talks out of his ass and is never right. Even the no, even English right. fans are like, "What the hell are you going on about, man? Shut the hell up! You're making us look bad." Yeah, um, yeah. Just look at the record of Italian managers who have won and done well in in uh, in England, and just like, shut the hell up, dude.
0: Lazio look terrific. Second year. Um, Second year. Yep. Another. You know, another second year thing here, but uh how much of this do we look at it and say it is Spezia?
1: Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. You can you can absolutely see that because Spezia will be towards the bottom end of the table, right? Uh but Lazio have done fairly well this season. I mean, look at some of the wins. Obviously, they beat up on the lower team, the Cremonese, um, beaten Hellas. They did have a nice win against Feynord in the in Europa League. Um, played Napoli tough. They lost two to one to Napoli in a tough game. There, uh, Inter they beat them three to one. Right, they got to hang their head on that. Uh, what else? Those are some of the most more impressive victories this year. So, yes, part of it is Spezia, but part of it is it's another year under Sadi, and Sadi figured a way to get Zakani in the attack now alongside Immobile and Felipe Anderson. Sergei Milikovic-Savic is having another great year. They're finding ways to use Luis Alberto off the bench successfully. They moved on from some dead weight from last year, too. And the defenders obviously got a better goalkeeper, And They got a backup who's actually pretty capable as well, uh, who should be the starter but injured, and now Providel took over. This is a good team. Uh, they still have some missing pieces but i think they're good i mean look at what they did to inter and granted, inter are a bit of a stumbling block at the moment um and yes i know i know luis alberto started in this game but for the most part he hasn't been doing that but lazio is a better team they're not quite top 4 they're getting close but they're good they score goals and they can they can they can hold they keep the opponent from scoring goals themselves right inter saw that themselves uh in person so yeah, I, this is a team to watch out for. Sadi in the second year have, has always done well. We we talked about this even last year, right, that Sadi and, and Mourinho would do well this year, and we're seeing that now. And we'll see how the Seven Sisters, the head-to-head, play out for Lazio especially. Um, but I think they're they're legit. They're a legit team. They're going to be good against the bottom feeders, and they're going to make it difficult for the teams, that are the Seven Sisters. So, um, yeah, I, I'm impressed with them so far. How about you?
0: I am, but let's uh, – yeah, I mean, the Interwin might not be that big a deal right now. Sure. Um, They did lose to Napoli. They drew at Sampdoria. Um, they destroyed Cremonese and Spezia, and I guess if you're a good team, you better be destroying those teams. But over their next seven City A matches before the World Cup break, next week they're at Fiorentina. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they've got Udinese on the sixteenth. They're at Atalanta. Uh, the derby on November sixth, and then on November thirteenth, they're at Juve. So we'll find out gonna, what kind
1: of Lazio we have.
0: We're going to learn what they're. We're going to. We're going to know. I think over the next five to six weeks before the World Cup.
1: Yeah,
0: what we really have with Lazio. I, I yeah. I, I like it. Like what I'm seeing. But let's see when the and and and, and mind you, they got to do this with having to play in the Euro, with the Europa League game sandwich in there too, which they're doing which they're doing fine mm. with. Yeah, except for the except for when they play Michelin. At least maybe <laughs> as long as they don't play Michelin, I think they're they're gonna be fine. So,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there, plenty to dissect right now, uh, you know, with how things are going, and we've got Udinese traveling to Hellas Verona. Um. Quick look at that one tomorrow, Richard. I, uh, man, I'll, I'll, I'm going to drink the Kool Aid here with you, and, and Udinese will win this, but they'll win two-one. I mean, I think that Verona will make it interesting, give them some difficulty, being that it is at the it is it is at the Bentegodi. Um, but I I think that Udinese still come away winning this. So yeah, I agree. Odds makers have Udinese at plus one thirty, not minus one thirty, plus one thirty. Those of you that are those those of you that are into wagering, get on that.
1: Explain For, that in layman's terms.
0: Uh, so you bet a hundred dollars on Udinese. Uh, you win if you are betting a hundred dollars on Udinese to win hundred and thirty.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So basically, you put in a hundred, you're going to get two thirty. The hundred cool. you put in plus another hundred and thirty. Okay. So, I like that. Um, I don't. I, and I like. I, I said two one to Udinese, so I like the over two and a half at minus one twenty five. But <clears throat> um, if you think there's going to be a lot of goals in this, over three and a half sits at plus two hundred. Uh, so if there
1: are it's Udinese scoring them,
0: and yeah, if there are it's Udinese scoring them. If you think a three one, if you think Udinese can win this three one, then
1: yeah,
0: over three and a half sits at plus two hundred. So let's it.
1: let's say for argument's sake that Udinese win; they'll be on nineteen mm-hmm. points. So your top. 10 will look like this Napoli 1 at 20. Udinese two at 19. Then Atalanta, Milan, Roma, Lazio, Inter Juve. Atalanta have up. 20. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20. They do have 20. It's right. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a a not top 10 that we're used to, and um Juve are 10 points behind Napoli. Uh I, I know. Everyone in England and Liverpool, Graham Saunas, uh, they're worried that they're 10 points behind Man City. Juve are 10 points behind Napoli, too, but uh, I think Udinese Seven. are sitting pretty. Seven? Seven now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so Udinese is sitting pretty where they are right now. I don't know if they're top four material, but they're certainly a european place material. We've talked about this. Uh, good squad there. Um, but yeah, interesting top 10. Yep.
0: Yeah. See, Udinese... As promising as this looks, and yeah, they've had a lot of impressive wins in this run. I think they're the team that if this, you know, if, if, if they're, if they're still hanging around in this at, at, or around, let's say match week 30, then yeah, it's, it's yeah. serious and it's probably going to happen because we've seen charges like this by these, you know, kind of the middle t- mid table type clubs, the traditional mid table type clubs. And we see them peter out at some point. So you can't, totally rule out the fact that that, that is an outcome. So, um, you know, for as good a squad as they have, it takes a daily, you know, a daily fail injury in particular really changes the dynamic of this team. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, you know, they're they're they, they don't have the depth, you know, you know they're going to need to be healthy over the course of the entire season to sustain. You know, in, in order to have a chance to sustain this, in my opinion, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay the start that they're off to. I'm not trying to downplay your prediction. I'm just trying to be realistic. They get some key players getting hurt. Some of these midfielders that they use, Udoji, uh, you know, gets hurt. Bacal gets hurt in the back. You know, some of these guys that they tend to tend to lean on. It, they don't have the resources that an Atalanta have, say if if they run into injury problems or a you know or or a Milan, we're gonna see with, with some of the injuries that they're having what they're made of right now. So um, it's a little bit of a different proposition for someone like an Udinese to have to overcome that kind of adversity. So that's you know, when that that stuff starts to turn up, you know, are they still going to be the same?
1: Something to look out for tomorrow. Uh Udoji is on four yellows of the season. he gets another yellow, he could miss the Atalanta matchup, which would be a big loss for Udinese. That's uh huge. where they go to the next week. So just keep an eye out for that. That is huge. So okay. So goals of the week. Cheers, Daniel from Australia. Uh yes, goals of the week. Uh let me uh take the Daniel Peters here and pull up my goals of the week. Um, I did have a okay, my honorable mentions all of Juventus' goals. Honorable mentions. They're all good goals. Uh, all of Sassuolo's goals. They were all fantastic. Uh, Caprari's volley and Bayrami's free kick. All honorable mentions. Top five is as so. Number five, Romagnoli, his volley. Anytime a defender can do something like a striker, you're going to get kudos from me. Uh, number four, Anguisa's goal from Mario Rui. Mario Rui continuing his fantastic form. Wonderful cross into Anguisa who puts it away. Number three. Both of Milan's winning goals in in stoppage time, Balatore and Leao, fantastic uh, goals by both of them. Number two, the uh, wonderful assist and the wonderful volley from DiBala uh, from Spina Zola. That's number two for me. Wonderfully done. And then the winner is the winner of that game, Chris Smalling. Wonderful cross in by Pellegrini and put the, put in away in a big game like that. Uh, that gets my goal of the week for me. Chris Smalling header against Inter.
0: Wow, we are we are different here. Um we are. Uh let's see. I did have the uh Vlaovic team goal coming in at number five, uh the Dybala volley at number four, smalling's header at number three, the layout chip at number two, uh wonderful free kick by Nadine Bairami. Uh yeah. you know, to to really set that stoppage really the start of setting that stoppage time in a, in a tailspin. Yeah. Uh, so by Rami gets my vote for goal of the week, uh, okay. the free kick for Empoli and a losing effort, of course.
1: Sure. Um,
0: but nonetheless, uh, wonderful strike. So a yeah. um, <clears throat> couple of honorable mentions there. The, 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 uh, the Romagnoli volley is an honorable mention there for me uh, as is uh, the two key saves from Tatra Sanu. Um, oh yeah.
2: Yeah. I want to
0: make mention of that, you know, standing in for, the guy who's been the best goalkeeper in the league for the last year and a half, and and being able to being able to do his job and play his part. So,
2: <clears throat> real
0: quick, Richard, let's get in. Let's break down Europe big games. Hmm. Um, they are big. Oh, games. you can hear me. Scr- I was scratching my arm. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't realize that was that loud. Uh, so okay. Um. <clears throat> so games. Champions League. Yeah. Uh let's start with um Tuesday's games. Uh Group B Napoli top of the group travel to Ajax. Mm. Um Ajax Shredded Rangers uh in their opening match uh played admirably against Liverpool in defeat. Uh now Napoli traveling to uh the Amsterdam Arena. Um, and uh, if they get a draw here, it sets up beautifully because they can go back to the Maradona on match day four, beat them, that's 10 points. That should be enough to get through. Yes. Um, I want to say that Napoli are going to win this game, but I just feel that this Ajax team has a lot of quality. Even though they've had a lot of departures, it's astonishing. Yeah. Um, they still find they still have the resources. I, I think this game's a draw. Um, I'm gonna say two-two. I think this is going to be an entertaining game. I think that if you are a neutral, uh, this is a game you're going to want to watch. I think you're going to see good attacking football from both sides. Um, and I will say a two-two draw between Ajax and Napoli. What do you say?
1: Yeah, Ajax, um, they. They can score goals, they can score goals. They're not the same team that went and made that deep run in the semifinals several years ago. Um, but you know, they're good and they're also good at home, they play entertaining football. What I think Napoli could certainly go there and win. Uh, and I think a draw is what they should look for at a minimum. Um, but be prepared that Ajax may try to open it up and want a shootout. Um, because Ajax can 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 play like that, and so can Napoli. I think Napoli has obviously the defense to handle it. But what they don't want to do is get into a wide open game where it's a three four game, uh, something like that, where Napoli are playing out of their their, their norm. Uh, I think Napoli need to focus on what they do well, and they can get out of there with a, either score draw or even like a two one victory. Uh, but if you if you play to what Ix wants to do you could open yourself up to some goals that you normally won't give up. And so they have to be very wary of that. Yeah. They lost Anthony and several other key players throughout the years, but they can just keep finding new youngsters to bring in and take the place. Right. Uh, they, they beat up on Rangers. You said four goals against Rangers. That's pretty good. Rangers, are not a bad team. And so you put four goals past them. That's don't, don't take that lightly. So I think they can, I must say score draw with the potential of winning two to one, but there's also a possibility. They could be a, Four three shootouts. I'll pick.
0: I'll pick. Come on, come on. One one. One one. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's gonna be all scores possible. <laughs> okay, there you go.
0: <laughs> you're just trying to. You're just. You're just trying to. you just That's trying to cover best. all your bases. That's right. You're. You're hedging. I, I get it. Inter at <laughs> Barcelona. I think this is a, This is at the San Siro, but I think this is a problem for Inter. Oh. This is a Barcelona team that their only loss this season is at Bayern. You can forgive them for that. And they got a new striker too.
2: Hmm. Yeah, some goals. guy named
0: Lewandowski. Yeah, I never heard um, of him. Um Barcelona have only conceded one goal in La Liga this season. I think that that's, you know, you talk about some of the attacking players that they can boast, like Dembele and Lewandowski, and you know, they've got Gavi in midfield, and they've got they've got quality <clears throat> they've got quality all over the pitch. They can also probably set up and, and with an inter team that's really struggling for goals. Let's let's face it. We just talked about this and against a Barcelona team that's you know defending well, diffusing things well. Um, I I think that Barcelona are going to win this game. I just I don't I don't like where Inter is right now. Um, and I don't think that Anthony thinks Barcelona is going to trounce them 3-0. I don't I won't go that far. I mean it's going to be 2-0 Barcelona. I don't think Inter is going to score.
1: Yeah. I'm not too far off from that three nothing Barcelona. Just you know the way Lewandowski and company are are really gelling at the moment. Um, Lewandowski I think has a La Liga record for most goals in seven through seven games, which is ridiculous considering that league. Um, Yeah, and Inter is in a terrible, terrible spot at the moment. Um, I'm going to go three one Barcelona on the road. I think it's going to really be eye opening. I and this could be close to the end for Inzaghi if they get a scoreline like that. Uh, I really don't know. Uh, these are times where Inter sometimes pull a, a rabbit out of their hat and they have this fantastic game and win. It'd be nice to see that, but I, yeah. I just don't at this moment for the reasons you brought up. Barcelona's been stellar defensively. They can score goals. They got so much talent all, all up and down the pitch. I, I'm, I feel for Inter at this moment. And I think it's gonna be three-one.
0: 3-1. Okay. So you're at least giving him a chance to score a goal. I, yeah. I, I don't think they're, they're at scoring.
1: home. They're going to score, I think.
0: Okay. Um, we'd all love to see Kessie score the winner, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Um, that'd be great. Okay. So moving on to Wednesday's games, Milan travel to a Chelsea team that I think are still trying to find themselves with the new manager, Graham Potter. Um, but Milan have a lot of injury problems uh, that they're navigating through. Um Kalulu and Tamori will play together in in the center of defense tomorrow. The, the thing that I think that Milan will have to their advantage, you can at least think conceivably, is that when you look at Chelsea strikers, they're not going to beat you aerially. So this doesn't, you know, yeah. a, a Kalulu-Tamori partnership is going to be fine. Um, it's the health of the rest of the team that concerns you. And can they, you know, can they put together a team performance over 90 minutes uh, on the road? It's, it's, I don't care where Chelsea's at right now. It's still at Chelsea. It's still going to be a tough place to play a tough out Tomori returning to Stanford bridge. So is Giroud. Um, It's, but I can't pick Chelsea to win either because I don't think there's been anything really overwhelming with them ever since Potter took over. I, 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 this game's got 1-1 one, one written all over it for me. I, I don't think that Milan are going to go there and win. I think they're going to have, you know, can we get out of here with a point and have our have our sights set on Juve, I think is kind of the way they're, they could be approaching this and they could be looking at this. Um, or, you know, maybe they can go there and eke out a win. But I, I'd love Milan to go and win the game and get to seven points and be in a really, really good position uh, for, the, for the rest of the group. But I, I think this is 1-1. One, one.
1: Yeah, uh, this is a hard one to call mostly because I don't know who Milan have available. Um, I don't know if Magnon is going to be available, I don't know if t- uh, is going to be available. Um, and for those uncertainties, uh, I'm going to say 2 1 Chelsea just because there's so much injuries going on at the moment, right? Salamakers is out, Calabria is out, Kiar possibly out. Um, so we're going to see what, they, what they're going to do in defense. You might have Dest and Kalulu and Tamori back there. Um, Balatori probably in left back, maybe depending if is Te- available. So, yeah, it's going to be a big game for Tamori and Giroud. I think a score, 1-1, would. I, I think that would be a fantastic result for Milan, I think, considering all the injuries that they have. But I think it's just a little too much at this moment, just for me, because I don't know the key players are if they're going to be there. So I'm going to say 2-1 for Chelsea. Uh,
0: I, I will say it'll be Leal that gets the goal in this game, because yeah, Chelsea yeah. will play a three-man, probably a three-man defense, and it'll be Fofana. And I think Leal is way better than. Fuf- I think he blows away Fofana, or it could be Quetta who has some savvy and has some experience to him. Mm-hmm. But Leal will just outpace him. Um, and I would love it if they, Grand Potter, just had this idea in his head where Reece James should play back there. So, um, but I'm, I'm on. I, I I'm. I, the goal comes from Leal or at least created by layout might come from Salamakers that man scoring in the champions no he's he injured Goals.
1: he Salamakers is out for six to eight weeks oh well there's our there's our big so scoring let threat. let me here. let me reach out to apex apex is in the chat he's a Chelsea fan tell us what you think what are you afraid of Milan obviously layout is gonna be the big one right and I, I agree with you Frank I think layout is gonna be a, he's gonna be thirsty FC for you no know, for not playing the last game um yeah. So he's going to be hungry, and him and Giroud, I think they have some opportunities there. But I'm curious from Apex what he thinks, what's his biggest worry with Milan? I agree with you. Potter hasn't done anything to me yet that says, oh, shit, this is Chelsea from old. No, it's not. It's still a work in progress. Yeah. Um, and I think Milan and Pioli are going to set them up stoutly where it's going to make it difficult for them. Um, again, I don't know who the key players are, but I think um, that's a great shout out I certainly He's a game changer. He's a world-class game changer, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah.
0: So we'll have to see. It'll be interesting to see what it has to say. Juventus hosting Maccabi Haifa at the J. They're going to win two 0 I, I, you know, I, I just... Maccabi
1: or Juventus?
0: Juventus. Okay. Um, <laughs> I still say this, and I, I know Maccabi gave a great great account of themselves against PSG in Match Day two, but um, th- I think they're lucky to be in this group. I think they were lucky to get past Sorranus Vesna in the playoff. Um, you know, and uh they're 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 making up the numbers and Juve will get their first three points.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the goal differential minus four for Maccabi right now. Um it's not an easy group for them at all. They've if been they competitive. Were, they have been. If they were at home, I would say a score draw or a win is possible, but Juventus Feeling the mojo, I guess, from this past week. I don't know. I don't want to sip the Kool-Aid just yet, but I think Juve should be able to get a wake away with like a one or two-nothing victory.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, so they'll they'll get their first three points and shouldn't be a shouldn't be an issue for them there. Match day three in the Europa League. Let's jump into this real quick. Uh actually, what happened here? Okay, there we go. Group stage match day three. Lazio travel to Storm Graz. Um and then we have Roma who is at home against Betis.
1: Mm. Um,
0: that's a Ooh. tasty one, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um yeah.
0: <laughs> let's start with Roma. Um okay. Betis beat Helsinki, they beat Ludo Gretz. Um they Roma lost to Luda, lost at Ludigretz. I think Betis had the fortune of getting Ludigretz at home. That's a tough place to go play. Um, and then they won away to Helsinki. Um, I think that Mourinho doesn't change what he does in this game here. And I think that that will be to Roma's benefit. I think that they can beat Betis on the counter. I think Betis are going to score a goal here. I, I, I'm going to go with Roma winning 2-1.
1: Where's the game being played at? It is at the Olympico. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, I I think Mourinho will does well in these kind of games. It always does. Obviously they, they won, um, conversing last year, but this is a pretty good Betty's team, I think they're fourth in La Liga right now. They've, they nearly beat Real Madrid a couple weeks ago. Um, they're a good squad. Uh, I can I can see a score draw for Betis in this one at the Olympico. If they were a home Betis, that is, I would say a victory for Betis. But I think Betis are a good team. Uh, and I yeah. think Romo have a high, obviously, playing against the Inter. Um, and there might be a natural drop-off because Betis isn't the flashy name that Inter is. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't be surprised at how good Betis are. And I think a 1-1 game, I think, is going to suit both teams, actually.
0: Sure. Uh, and then Lazio traveling to Storm. This is a, like, who are you and what are you actually with both of these teams? I mean, we just talked up Lazio and how well they've been playing domestically.
2: Mm.
0: They they beat Feyenoord 4-2, but then they get battered at Micheland. Yeah. Storm beat Micheland at home 1-0, but then they get battered at Feyenoord 6-0. Um, <laughs> so... Uh. Your guess is as good as mine what happens with this game. Um, yeah. How serious are Lazio taking this? I don't know. I If I just look at this on talent, Lazio win this game, but I'm going to say it's going to be 3-2. It's going to be – I think there's going to be a lot of goals. I don't think Lazio will have all of their attention on this game, but they're going to just have just enough quality to win and not allow what happened to them last time when they traveled um, –
1: for a match here in this competition yeah no that's um trying to see what the, the game is that uh on the road for Lazio right
0: yep it's in it's at Sturm Graz
1: yeah um that's it's interesting I mean you know sorry wants to win anything he can win right uh and so you know he'll be wanting to win but will the players get up for this And the Sturm Graz it's not a flashy name that you a team that you want to get up for it's gonna be difficult I think and it's gonna be on the road I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know what to expect in this because look at the results of all the games in this group and you're like psh, flip a coin. Uh, I'm going to say I'm a hope Lazio heads are in it and that they find a way to win two to one. Maybe I feel fi- I figured there'd be goals in this game, but I, I'm hoping Lazio can figure out a way to get this done, but I don't know.
2: Hmm.
0: Roma traveling to hearts in the conference league li- or not Roma. Fiorentina traveling to hearts in the conference league. I, I give up. I mean, they they drew RFS after
1: <laughs> I know Should out shooting them like
0: thirty seven to five or something like that. Um, and then uh, they get battered in in, in Turkey at Basaksa here. I'll I'll give them a two two draw. I okay. it's about the best I could think of. I don't I mean I I don't know enough about this Hearts team. Um, yeah. I know that they've got a win against RFS. Uh,
1: and that's about it. Uh, again i agree with you on that um i don't know too much about hearts but um fiorentina can create chances we've seen that not only in city but also uh in the conference league <sighs> 2-1 for them too sure for one uh apex finally got back to us he says um he's afraid of liao because obviously he's a game changer one of those players that has the qualities and always dangerous he says he definitely thinks Sterling can exploit deaths if that's who is the right back for Milan. Uh, Sterling with the pace, obviously, and the talent there. Something we should be worried about as Milanisti. And wraps it up by saying uh, they played a four-man defense in their last game, and they could see us see them deploying it uh, to have the numbers in the midfield. So, yeah, that's possible. I think the midfield is going to be the, the key. If Chelsea can overpower Milan in that midfield, that would help them take the game. But it's going to be a close one.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, by I, I, – is that – Okay. Uh, just to have more numbers in the midfield, I can see that too. So,
2: yeah.
0: um, we shall see. It'll be uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, so, a lot of midweek action, a lot of great games next week too, Richard. I mean, mm. and programming note: I won't be here next weekend. Um, I'm traveling for my, I have to go do my real job.
2: I'm going to Milan be on juve
0: What's that?
1: It's Milan juve
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm ditching you for I'm ditching you when Milan Juve Inter at Sassuolo one of Inter's Inter's bogey team.
1: Mm-hmm. Hats
0: on the slate.
1: Udinese uh, and Atalanta? Uh yeah,
0: that's correct. Atalanta and Udinese. Uh you've got uh and I think that's it. what was is there a Monday game here? Yes, Fiorentina Lazio on on Monday the 10th, too. So, I mean So yeah. Uh, I know you're going to bring on an esteemed guest uh, to uh, to to help you work. Yeah, yeah, this.
1: we'll reveal it later in the week, but uh, we're working on some things here. So,
0: yep, yep. So, uh, but uh, any thoughts on those on those games looking ahead? Uh, milan juve could end up being a grind. Um, yeah, I think really, I, I got to see how. I, I, it's hard for me to lay a prediction on it this far in advance.
1: Yeah, I think Milan are certainly depleted that it's gonna be a, a difficult game for Milan. A grind, it's gonna be a grind, like you said. I think I can see a, a draw in that game because of the injuries to Milan. I think if Milan had their full complement of players, they could win this game. Um, but I think a draw is very possible, especially at home. Uh Sasuelo Inter. Ooh, that could be a that could be a barn burner there. Uh defense optional. Uh Udinese Atalanta is gonna be low scoring game there. Be lucky if you get a goal in that game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was other than that? Was the other main one, right? Fiorentino oh, Fiorentino Lazio Lazio. On the 10th. Yeah, um, I'm curious how Lazio plays on the road in this one. Um, I'm gonna say Lazio win that game two to one. Hmm. Okay,
0: it's uh, early, like you said.
1: What's that? It's early, like you said, it's a week away. Yeah. It's a long, long, lot can happen in this next week.
0: See how these teams do in midweek, yeah. So. All right. Well, we've we've gotten through all of that. Let's uh, wrap it up with America's, or actually, the world's most America's that
2: game.
1: Uh, who won? Calcio Twitter lead us off. Uh, all righty. Uh, first one comes up from uh, AJ Fino Alafine and he's uh, it's a meme of the everyone pointing at each other. It's like the Allegri out camp, the Pirlo out camp, and the Sarri out camp. The Juventini just don't know who they want as their manager, uh, nice. and it's everybody pointing at each other. So it's funny.
0: <laughs> nice. Alright. Uh moving on. Uh okay. we've got uh Inzaghi would rather play this Parisnitch saying Inzaghi would rather play this man. Uh it's Handanovic with a ball already back in the net in the back of the net. <laughs> <He's> looking... <laughs> in response to uh most saves so far in 2022-2023 Champions League, which is Andre Onana. Yep. Um Big show replying, please reconnect to a control.
1: <laughs> so funny, it's cause it happened it's happened to me before, so yeah, that's great. So would this be like a
0: team effort?
1: What's
2: or is that?
0: this narrative? is this is this big shows? This is big shows, okay. this is big shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Big show once again bringing it.
1: Uh, alright. <laughs> this one is a good one. A time ago, this week's couple of the day Juventus died. Listen. When
3: Juventus used to make me smile. And I knew we may have a chance If (laughs) Havel Nedved went to dance And grope another young lady's tits in a bar What the hell is this? But September thus far has made us quiver With every match we don't deliver And it's bad news on the doorstep We couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried when I read about the financial side, but something touched me deep inside (laughs) the day (laughs) Juventus died. Bye-bye to the black and white sky, drove Marari to the mare, but the mare was dry, and good old Pavel grabbing kids dancing spry, singing this'll be the day you they die, this'll be the day that they die. Did you uh. read the book of tactics and do you miss Chris <laughs> Patrick's <laughs> though you were happy that he left? Do you believe in the coach can't do sense a our mortal soul? And- uh, that doesn't rhyme. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: the, that's the end of the song. Oh, that was brilliant. That's a brilliant right there. That's brilliant. The, the chat loves it.
0: And that's Calcio. <laughs> that's Calcio Podcast that did that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to them. Fantastic work there.
0: Well, uh, we've got a leader in the clubhouse.
1: Absolutely. The Calcio Podcast. All uh, right. Absolutely. So now moving
0: on to Juventus FC. Sempre pronto a segnare Mirko Vucinic.
1: And you watch it because there's. Uh, illegal play here. I'll turn the sound off. So Juventus never even stopped the ball. The, the goal never should have happened because, you know, when the play stops, you stop the ball, then you get the free kick. And Pirlo never stopped the ball. He just kicked the ball. The referee allowed it to go to watch. Look, it's rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> and so that's the way they celebrate Juventus by showing these cheap goals. And that was, <laughs> that's me nominating them. So. Uh-huh. All right. All right.
0: Uh... You got the next one there.
1: Yep, Eurofoot came out with uh, Jose Mourinho has made a shock feature in rapper Stormzy's new single. Um, home,
3: so I prefer really not to uh, not to speak. If
1: anyway, I... he's in the video, and uh, this is Joe Cappuccino says allegri if he were in the video.
2: Don't show do 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 it! Do it. Do Why are you showing me? Crazy! Do oh, get arrested. No. Oh. <laughs>
1: Nice there, Joe.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Joe. All right. I uh, just want to remind everybody, we really have high standards at City Os sit-down. And I wanted to remind everyone of this only, but goody. Uh, don't talk I think I was drinking this night and just remembered uh, having this in my files on Clipbox
1: and just wanted <laughs> to put it up there. So. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next is uh, Yanimal, uh, nominated this from Gianmarco, and it says, uh, the U.S. haven't been beaten this badly by Japan since. Oh, Oh God. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Jesus. Uh.
0: Too soon? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: All right. Uh, let's see. So now we go to at cfc underscore janti. No one has seen Chido Immobile score yet. He always ends up as one of the city.
1: So the beginning of this thread is um, by janti cfc underscore janti. He says football conspiracies. Football conspiracies. Everyone thinks about but does not say. A thread. And so one of them was Chido Immobile scoring, but no one ever sees him score. He's always the top scorer.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. Here's the thread. Okay. So Copa America was organized. Four times in six years, so Messi had a better chance to win an international trophy. <laughs> Fabrizio Romano has not slept since birth. Uh, the Barca V Chelsea-UCL tie in 2009 was rigged for Barcelona to win because they wanted a Messi v Ronaldo final. Uh, Jamie Vardy doesn't play football anymore, but still ends up with 15 Premier League goals it's like season. Immobile. Lionel Messi has never done a post-match. Jesse Lingard is still 23 years old. <laughs> Manchester United posts Sir Alex Ferguson as a social experiment to see how much pain a man can physically take. And then Chidri No one has seen Chidri Mobile score yet. He always ends up as one of Serie A's top scorers. <laughs> uh... Sir, Sir, <laughs> Sir Alex used to swap Fabio and Raphael at halftime to get an extra sub. <laughs> yeah, I thought that one. <laughs> Sevilla qualify for the UCL and deliberately try to finish third in the group so they can win the Europa League. (laughs) Thomas Muller has been 32 (laughs) since 2010. (laughs) Ochoa has never played a club game but plays for Mexico at every World Cup. Tibala went from 21 to 28 overnight. Yeah. Nigeria Nigeria only play against Argentina at World Cups and then disappear. People with the surname Dembele have a 99.9% chance of playing professional football. Sergei Milinkovic-Savic is always linked with every club, but no one has seen him play football. <laughs> 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 Lazio. <laughs> Burnley and Villarreal don't have an away kit. True. Belgium have never had a left back. <laughs> Gerard and Shaqiri Sic- Sic- only plays football at in international tournaments. Benjamin Pavard has only played one game his entire career versus Argentina (laughs) at World Cup 2018 where he scored the wonder goal. Aston Villa and Borussia Dortmund released the same home kit every season. Casemiro randomly appeared at Real Madrid. Nobody knows where he came from. No one one has seen Carlo Ancelotti celebrate a goal. And that was it. Oh, <laughs> good. okay. Good thread. Oh man, we could have nominated the whole thread.
1: I know. I know. But that was good.
0: <laughs> uh, is it your turn or my turn? I already lost count.
1: My I'll, turn? Go to, I'll do the next okay, one. Another one over. from
0: Fino allafine 282, nominated by our friend Bob Lex. Allegri dragging Chies- Chiesa to the Milan match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's in the bed, can't move. You have to play. Get in there. <laughs> All right. Bob Lex with another nomination. This one again, AJ, Allegri looking at a butterfly. Striker. Is this my new left back? (laughs) 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 Uh, When will Millick play left back? (laughs)
0: <laughs> at some priest that these chants are getting more and more realistic
3: I don't know
1: if you heard it it's Allegri wafano it's so, realistic. so realistic, I'd love
0: that to sh- turn up in the video game. That
1: would be awesome. <laughs> All right, um, okay, so, um, uh, so the 442 says, uh, the Blues face SIF competition for the Brazilian star as rivals enter race, and they have a picture of Leo, he's Portuguese. Uh, and so Abdullah says, Hey, at AC Milan, they want the Brazilian star, give them Junior Messias, and don't hold a player hostage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh, Let's see here. Um, Let's see. Okay, so at Gela Rossi USA, uh, Roma shredded Inter and turned Uncle Sharma into Uncle Shawarma. (laughs) Uh,
1: Let's see who else. Uh, Martin V in the house says Deserbi was escaping from uh, from grenades four months ago and he's already humiliating Liverpool at Anfield, but Allegri needs time to beat Sabdoria.
0: And oh. finally, at DiRono, Martin DeRone, once again getting nominated, uh, Park the Bus 2022 edition. <laughs> They're embracing it. Yeah. They are embracing it. They're buying in, aren't they?
1: They're buying in. I mean,
0: oh, not a lot of good ones the... this
1: week, but I think there's one winner for me.
0: Calcio Podcast.
1: Calcio Podcast. It's
0: it's, it's not even a contest. <laughs> so oh, we will ahead uh, and retweet that. and. You go ahead and uh, speak to the people, please.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm going to turn take that music off so I don't listen to that again. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat, obviously. Thank you, everybody, for uh, following us. Um, Yeah, stay tuned. We, we are going to try to post some videos here and there at odd times, so you probably have to catch them on the replay unless you're up all the time like I am. Uh, it started with the Inter-Roma pre-match um, preview, I should say uh last Saturday. But yeah, podcast will remain at the normal time Sunday at 8.30, So don't worry about that. Keep that consistent. Um Dad, yeah, go check out the video if you haven't checked it. Yes, the game is over, but you can go check it out. Um yeah. and uh also the Shelia conversation we had. So you know we talk about a lot of good topics during our podcast. Our podcasts are long we're gonna share some of these clips that we have because we have some good conversations in our in our and throughout the podcast and Havrashele uh discussion with Rafa a couple weeks ago uh, it's a big hit. A lot of people are watching on YouTube uh, it's every day. A lot of people watching. So uh, uh, good conversation there with Rafa. Again, thank him for coming on and uh, talking good Napoli and uh, talking about KK77, uh, uh, the Georgian wonder kid who is uh, doing doing things in Serie A. Five goals already in Serie A. So uh, look out for them.
0: We'll just call him Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. <laughs> that's what the, that's actually – I think that's a Chelsea chat with Haspelicuenta.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> Dave.
0: We'll just call you Dave. We'll Dave. just call you Dave. <laughs> Kvaraj Kalia. We'll just call you Dave.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we'll put a bow on this edition of City. I sit down before I start singing Dean Martin or something like that. Yeah, Richard,
1: yeah. anything else to uh, plug? Um. No. No. Shout out to my wife. There you go. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> th- th- thank you, Mrs. K, for taking care of the kids so that Not Richard that she can, listens uh, to us. But... <laughs> What's
1: that? Not that she listens to
0: us. <laughs> yeah, not th- no, my wife doesn't listen to me, so don't worry. Um sit down. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever there's podcasts, there's City sit down. Uh if you are watching us on the YouTube channel and this is your first time doing so, please drop a like if you enjoyed the podcast. Also subscribe. Click the notification bell, as Richard said. Lots of video drops are going to happen. We take segments of this podcast, little clips uh, that people can watch and and, and listen to and enjoy. Uh, you know, so that's a, it's kind of a nice way of, of of getting around. You know, listening to a or watching a one hour and fifty minute podcast.
1: I'm, I'm Italian. I like to talk. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a sit down. It's not to stand up and talk.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We're not we're we're, we're, not, we're not in a, in a hurry. hurry here. We're, no. we're we're this is a sit down. We're sitting down and discussing this. So and drinking. Yes, uh, at I sit down on Twitter or Instagram. Questions, comments, uh, future topics, anything you want us to cover, uh, please hit us up there. Hit us up on Facebook too. Um, yeah. And uh, that's that. I'll be back with you in two weeks, Richard. You'll be back next week. I will. Same with time, guest.
1: same place. So Both guests, I, yes
0: um i will uh i'll write a few things down about the games this weekend okay so look um, out for that... some fan cam reactions from
1: the interroma game as well coming up in the next day or two wonderful we're gonna
0: get the fan cam thing going again yep. i like it okay great um so that will do it for this edition of city uh, sit down and uh uh, enjoy the uh, European matches this week. milan Huve next weekend, among mm. some other really big games. For Richard, I'm Frank. As always, tell your paisans about us. Ciao.